This is a dice of Brussels. Are we going to have a European army? Uh, this is something that's uh, been flagged by uh, the Leave campaign uh, in recent days. Uh, that uh, there are plans in Germany for proposing uh, the creation of a European army and that this is being put on hold until uh, the end of the referendum campaign so as not to scare British voters uh, any more than is necessary. Um, European, the notion of a European army is something that's been around for a very long time. Um, one of the earliest uh, efforts to try and promote uh, close cooperation between uh, European states in the 1950s was indeed uh, a European defence community that would have uh, integrated the military capacities of the original uh, six member states, that's uh, France, West Germany, Italy uh, and the three Benelux countries, um, under a, a unified uh, command. Now, uh, that uh, idea... Uh, fell apart uh, in the 1950s uh, with the end of the Korean uh, crisis and the Korean War uh, and the death of Stalin. And uh, since then, military cooperation has really been something which uh, member states have uh, been very uh, hesitant about and haven't progressed very far along. It's only really been since uh, Maastricht that uh, member states started to come back to this uh, issue. Uh, and really only since the late 1990s that uh, any significant moves were made. Um, the reasons for that, I think, uh, are, are quite obvious. Um, for member states, uh, holding the uh, uh, means of uh, using armed force is something which is very important to them, and they don't want to uh, cede control of that very lightly. Um, Secondly, uh, there's a clear problem that it's not just about military force, it's all about also about who controls the military force, you know, who decides that it's uh, time to go and send uh, our boys in or somebody's boys in. Um, and this was certainly one of the issues back in the 1950s. And the third problem is that there is already uh, a military uh, architecture in Europe, namely NATO. Um, and we often forget NATO uh, exists in these kind of discussions, but since uh, the late 1940s, there has been an explicit security guarantee from the United States to uh, other member states, uh, and vice versa, uh, that uh, an attack on one is an attack on all, and that this triggers uh, Article 5 of the uh, NATO Treaty, uh, which means that... Uh, there is already a considerable degree of military integration uh, in terms of capacities, in terms of uh, command and control structures, um, in terms of intelligence. All of those things uh, spring from the NATO structure. So uh, even if the EU didn't exist, you already have something that's not too dissimilar from what you might call a European army uh, in, um, in terms of... Uh, creating some kind of coordinated uh, system. Now, we probably don't think of uh, NATO as creating something like that, um, and I think if we don't, then we probably shouldn't think of the EU as doing a similar kind of thing. All of the plans that have been discussed over the years, including what I've seen of the German proposals, are about uh, creating capacities that can be shared, uh, that uh, reduce some of the duplication uh, of national military capacities 
um, that uh, operate under strict national controls um, and, importantly, retain military capacity uh, at a national level that isn't integrated. So uh, to take the, the big one, uh, nobody's talking about making the French and the British uh, share their nuclear weapons uh, in any way whatsoever. So uh, talk of a European army, you know, I think often flounders a bit on, on semantics. You know, you certainly have had European uh, politicians over the years who say, well, you know, it doesn't really matter what you call it, but in effect, it's a European army. Um, that's not really very helpful because it's not really what they're talking about. So uh, I think it, the important point here is that uh, it, it's not uh, about creating something that replaces national uh, military capacities. It's not about creating a uh, European government that would make uh, decisions about using that military force. Instead, it's about uh, uh, strengthening the links that already exist, not least through NATO, between uh, military uh, capacities um, and which uh, clearly have benefits uh, to those who are involved. So it's not about uh, a coercive system that forces states to, to deploy their assets when uh, they don't necessarily want to, but rather one of uh, enabling uh, more efficient use of force when it is agreed by all parties involved.